And we're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience. Holy shit, MC. Episode 200. Uh, season 3, episode 20. Uh, coming at you this week. As always, I'm your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with... MC. And s- since this is a call-in show, why not? Uh, we, we did get a message from a very prominent member of the, of, say, the community. So the number does work. I uh, just can't call during the show, but leave us a message. Let us know what you want. 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. Uh, so anything going on with you this week, MC? Oh, not a whole lot. Um, I, I I didn't get in very many Facebook arguments, um, but um, I, I guess one of the things I wanted to mention just because it it was such a big deal to so many people um the the red hat, hat triggering uh the the indian dude and and then everybody else getting triggered by the the, the kids smirk um do you have any thoughts about that or did you hear about that oh dude i'm all over that i'm i'm about <laughs> to lose some friends over that did that happen did that happen after we did the last show cuz i thought that I, was i think it happened right after Okay, I'm, I'm. I might be wrong though. So we we have a mutual friend uh, who was like who was on it, and he's been on you know Bronson. He goes by Bronson on the show, right? I can call him Bronson. He's he's been a part of the show in the past, and you know whatever day it was that this happened, I saw the headline, and it was late at night, and I was like, nope, too tired to deal with this right now. So I went to bed, and then I woke up the next morning to check in on it. And, you know, good old Bronson had posted, like, the truth of what happened. Um, and so I looked into it further from there. I was like, man, good thing, good thing I slept on this. Because there was a lot of people that got all in a Hufflepuff, uh, you know, over, a, what was it, like a six-second clip. And then some of whom, uh, you know, were, were kind enough and, and honorable enough to retract their statements. Some of whom who weren't. Um, so I, I took to Facebook, you know, to number one. Uh, here's the thing. Here's the other thing. As an aside, what I hate most about this and a lot of, you know, the, the lefty things is they force me to have to come to the defense of, of uh, what someone is going to call maggots, like the M-A-G-A-T-S, like maggots or however you pronounce that. Sagat. Maggot. Um when I don't want to, right? I don't want to come to the defense of Trump supporters or, you know, red hat wearing people. But in this case, it was so blown out of proportion to what it was and so much falsehoods that I just had to. So, you know, I'm aware of my, my general thoughts are the Indian dude, you know, the, the native American Indian dude, um, was well within the wrong, um, and the other, you know, someone else made a point about the, the, the teens is that they were on a trip. They were on like a class trip to Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. So they may not have been uh, Trump supporting MAGA hat wearing, you know, white boys. They may have just purchased some souvenirs from Washington, D.C., you know, like in eighth grade, our class did a field trip to Washington, D.C., and I left D.C. with an Al Gore and Bill Clinton T-shirt. Why? Because it was a souvenir from our trip to Washington, D.C. You know, <laughs> it wasn't that I supported the president or his policies because at that age, I didn't know. I didn't care. It was a class trip and I bought a souvenir, you know. So <laughs> I, I think that that aspect of it went completely unnoticed by almost everyone involved. I think I only had one person point that out. Um, and I, in my opinion, given the situation, I think that teenage kid acted as respectfully as could possibly be given what happened, right? It's, you know, they're giving him way too much credit, um, for how, how everything went down. And I could, you know, looking back on it, I could see where there could have been some confusion, even the crowd chanting right along they said they were mocking the engine dude and really i think initially they thought he was coming over you know in support of them and they were chanting along with them and having fun right like right, you, you, right. so 
and they're an all boys school. So of course, you know, uh, you know, fuck you, Gillette, but you know, boys will be boys. And if they get a little bit rowdy, um, been there, done that too, having also gone to an all boys Catholic school and been yelled at a number of times, you know, as a group, as a class, um, you know, for checking out the hot college girl that walked by because we shared a campus with the, you know, a uh, uh, Catholic college next door. So they'd walk by, you know, you've got a hundred, uh, you know, post pubescent teenagers going like, damn, she's hot. And <laughs> the teacher going like, you guys can't do that. Fucking that's out of line, out of line. <laughs> and we all know it's out of line, but fuck, you know, at that age, that's what happens. Boys will be boys. And so in this case, I, do, I completely, I think that they, well, at least he, the, you know, the smirk face kid, did as much as you could possibly do to not get into a confrontation. Um, and I don't even think he necessarily needed to get out of the way. Like it does, you know, it, it's one of those, like when, if the, you know, if, if the magician comes up to you and gets like right in your face to do a magic trick, you don't like get out of his way. Right. If a street performer comes up to you and like starts performing right in your face, it's not like he's trying to pass through. He's doing a performance, you know, and if he wants to be like yeah. right up in your face for the performance, you would you know, it's it's plausible that you would give the benefit of the doubt and say, like, that's how the performance was intended to be done. Because even if the, the you know, the teenage white boy took a step back to get out of the dude's way, it's unlikely that having made the approach that the way he did that the engine dude would have passed through and continued his march to wherever he was going. Right. They say like the white dude could have got out of the way. Well, the engine dude could have went around, you know, he could have easily sidestepped the kid and continued his walk, but he got right up in his face, banged on the drum. And then the crowd dispersed, you know, mere minutes later. And they're getting, you know, they're giving the kid shit for having not gotten out of the way. Well, he didn't need to, he, number one, didn't need to get out of the way. And number two, you know, may have felt that it was part of the performance. Yeah. So. And that's part of it. You don't really know what they were thinking. But as far as appropriate behavior goes, um, why do that? And then, and then. From whose side? And, Are you saying why do that from whose side? Well, for, uh, well, from either side, but from who started it? Uh, the, the Indian, Indian man. Dude. Yeah. So. So why, what is, is that appropriate at all to, to do, um, to, uh, you know, to a kid, this is, this is some, you know, creepy old guy. Um, and, and the, the kid, you can, you, you should like, if, if I was him, if I was the Indian guy, why, why would I expect a kid to know how to uh, behave correctly in that situation? Whatever. And, wh and what's whatever, the correct behavior? whatever he might think correct is like yes. maybe maybe uh the correct behavior is to uh put both of your hands on the top of your head and start patting your head <laughs> well, i don't know or 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 put one hand over your mouth and and make a ooh sound and and uh you know move your hand back and forth and you know <laughs> tomahawk chop give the indian dude the tomahawk chop we could, we could say that. That's a thing. Is, sure. is that is that what you're supposed to do? I, I don't you know. know who, but that's the thing. You that know, the seems like it would say, be more disrespectful to me if they started doing that. Well, maybe maybe that maybe. would be mocking him, right? Maybe. So and so, what what? I can't imagine what the what he would think would the appropriate response be. Should and so maybe maybe he was thinking, okay, uh, maybe he'll take his hat off. But how would the kid know, like, he's coming up to me because I have a hat on? Or you know? the dozens of other kids wearing the same hat that did not right. get approached. And and so it, the, the only thing I can say from, from the Indian's point of view uh, that that maybe he felt a little bit uncomfortable after a while is because, well, there was a big group of kids that he was confronting. And so yeah. he might have felt a little bit in danger. But that was entirely his fault. For, he did the for... confronting. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um and for so, yeah, what I, like what were the kids doing that was so out of line and disrespectful to begin with that required confronting aside yeah. from the hats that and may so, or may not have been souvenirs so the only thing i can think is that the the true intent was to uh disturb some shit <laughs> and and he knew he was on camera so he was going to uh, uh do this act of uh 
whatever political drum banging (laughs) and and the more the truth comes out the more it it, the more it shows that that's what this guy is known to do right like he's a known activist and you know and and a a shit disturber and a shit and a liar (laughs) on top of a liar (laughs) yeah so he basically like he thought he was going to get some good press and he he like out of all the dozens of kids he could have approached he fucked up and picked the one kid that was going to, I'm going to say stand up for himself or stand up to him, but not even really doing that. I, right? I Just kind of like standing confused. Yeah. From my point of view, he wasn't standing up to him. He was standing there and didn't know what to do. Yes. Um, and, and okay. So to, you know, to back down would have looked foolish um, to, you know, cause violence would have been wrong um, to, uh, stand there and so, some of it looked like he was actually trying to act like he was appreciative of, you know, the, the drum banging, the smile, but, the smirk, but, but then it, it, he, he was banging the drum so close to him that then he started looking uncomfortable. Yeah. So, so it's like, I'm sure he went through a lot of emotions and, you know, stuff like that. He's just a kid. Um, and it, it, that, that was, I guess totally inappropriate to do to anybody. If, if, and most people, I don't care left or right. If you walk up to them, bang a drum, drum in their face, they're yeah. probably not going to respond uh, that civilly. <laughs> yeah. In, in, okay. So I will, I will say this on air now because in less than reputable groups that I, I participate in, right. And I'm, I wouldn't put this out there on the public page, but I'll say it here. Why not? Right. My my you know, my other reaction is kind of what you just said, but it's I said it more along the lines of kids should have gave the reason, you know, should have uh, given the guy a reminder as to why they only get a reservation. (laughs) 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 Like if you're good, if you're going to do that and be disrespectful, you know, that disrespectful. Yeah. Knock his old ass out. I don't even care. (laughs) I'll call it justified. Yeah. And. Well, I, I'm glad it didn't go that way. I think I think it went about as good as it could have went, and actually, it should have been a non non event. Like it it was so not newsworthy yeah. at all. Um, but so I guess the the real story is is people get triggered by red hats and yep. and, smi- and smiles. And it it's took not even a while about the smile. Yeah, it's not even about the smile. If the if the kid didn't have a red hat, and and that same exact situation unfolded. Um, it, it wouldn't have meant anything to the left. Yep. And, and that, that again is how the narrative changed each day afterwards, right? It was, you know, okay. So this, you know, so for the Indian guy, maybe a little bit online, but look, the kid was wearing a red hat, you know, and if he didn't want to be confronted, you shouldn't wear the red hat. Right. And then it was like, well, no, these, even though this particular instance didn't show how racist these kids were. Um, here's some footage of them at a basketball game wearing blackface, right? So they really are racist. Um, and because, you know, because they are racist, as evidenced by the blackface footage, now the Indian, who had no idea that these kids ever wore blackface, there was nothing to support uh, racism at the time of the incident. But now the Indian dude is justified uh, in doing it right they, like they, they the, the the media kept doubling down um on on ways to attack the 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 group of kids not even the individual uh, kid. yeah right oh what's that the family hired a pr firm why would you need a pr firm if what you did was justified that just goes to show right you know <laughs> <laughs> but he was like you know and now they're like he's i think the family's like suing the, the, some of the media organizations as right. well they should for 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 the outright outright disparagement the attack on character uh, that he underwent right so i i i thought about uh getting a make a america great hat myself just uh just to trigger people right and i'm not that type of person but um well, someone but did, and it says "made you look." <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, that's that's a good idea. <laughs> it's a red hat with white letters that says "Made you look." So if you if you want to print up one of those, you know, or purchase well, one I'd, of those, they're available. I, now. I, I'd be afraid somebody throw a, a bottle at my head or something. And yeah. So it's it's really not worth it. I mean, I I hope other people do it, um, just just because it's so crazy, but um, that I I it, it reminds me of the saying that that they right when president trump won or maybe before that and the the that shia labouf or i don't even know how to say his name sure uh, i know who you're talking about yeah transformer kid um he, he said uh he will not divide us and and uh you know love trump hate trump's hate and it's it's like i knew that was wrong i knew that was fake i knew they were just um they were really struggling, you know, and, and they, and they couldn't, and they couldn't even, even though they, they, they had those words, they couldn't even make it look like they attempted to follow them, you know, because yep. they're hateful people. <laughs> I mean, just this automatically red hat. Oh, these kids are racist. And, right. and maybe somebody uh, should, I don't know. There's, there's lots of threats and, uh, you know, they're suggesting things that should happen to the school and uh so yeah very violent very hateful and and it just doesn't stop it's just it's it's uh... a <laughs> yeah well like there's, i said they, they double down a number of times just to like just so they wouldn't have to like face the truth that this was a non-thing and they were wrong from the beginning yeah and, th- and there was a couple liberals that said oh yeah i i i got tricked Yep. Um, this is stupid. They're just kids. Like it's not, it's a non-event. And, uh, but yeah, there's so many of them, <laughs> I mean, even in the major media that, that just won't let it go. And <laughs> yeah. they'll find, and they'll that... find some, they'll find something down the line to be like, see, we told you we were right all along. New evidence has come to light, dude. Yeah. Now, I, so I will say, go ahead. So I guess, uh, they know how to. If if there's ever a slow news day, find somebody with a red hat and get in their face, and then oh, that all of a sudden you got news. <laughs> yeah. So in in our community here, um, shortly after we moved, there was a an elderly. Oh, well, I'm not say elderly. There was an older couple, like retired. I'm gonna say retired, retired couple, that made the move, uh, and that dude uh, wears the MAGA cap, the red MAGA cap. And then he comes to events, you know, and everyone kind of gives him a look. It's like, man, that's kind of like not our thing either. Like we're not, you know, we're, you know, project members, we're freedom lovers. A lot of them are like, you know, libertarians, even if they carry the, you know, the the, the Republican ticket to party. Mm-hmm. And some run as Democrats. But, you know, in talking to him, you know, one time or in a conversation I heard, you know, someone asked him about the hat and he said, triggers the left triggers all the democrats just irritates them so bad that i can't help myself (laughs) not necessarily not necessarily so he's like an old troll basically right right um but he's also a trump supporter like he's you know after that he's also come out and said you know if if we don't all vote republican during the next election cycle then we're gonna lose you know completely lose our all this uh freedoms to the democrat side they'll just take it away yeah whatever Uh, right yeah whatever um but you know, so, so, yeah. Did did Obama care get repealed yet? No. Well, the government is reopened for at least another three weeks. Are you are you aware of that? Yeah, I mean, the, whatever that that, means. that was just a way to to pay the paychecks. That's all. Which, which is, they don't which is deserve. Stupid. Uh. All the all these poor employees not getting paid. Fuck them too. You don't. You don't deserve it. You didn't earn it. I like the other. Person. So I I saw a post today, and it was about uh, which countries have the most welfare, and it had a uh, Belgium. I think was like number one, or Netherlands, or something like that. Okay. And I said, no fair. I said you you should include the military and corporate welfare in, into the U.S.'s numbers because um yeah that. That it's the biggest welfare program we got is the military, and then and then the the, the bank handouts and uh, and uh, you know every, everything else, the monopolies and right government granted stuff. Um, 
that you have to include that. I, I, I don't, I don't buy it at all that, that all these countries have, you know, so much more welfare. Um, no, no, there's a lot of losers that deserve to, uh, uh, get, get real jobs. <laughs> yeah. And some of them were, it's like, look, they are, you know, that was some of what, what I saw and what I posted again was like some of them like getting real jobs and doing st- side business. I'm like, look, see, so they know how to be productive. So stealing your money is now a choice. So let them stay productive and, you know, let that be the end of it. And then I saw other ones where they're like, oh, poor government employees are now stuck in the bread lines and getting food from the food bank. And I was like, man, they just don't know how to get off welfare. It's like from, from one bread line to the next, man. You know, either hold a job or I just don't need my free stuff. Um, so, yeah. I saw the one post was like, you know, TSA, well, if TSA's shutting down, I guess I have to like throw my own toothpaste out and grab my own balls <laughs> to get on an airplane. Like, who needs those guys? I don't even, I don't even like the libertarian article saying like, well, you know, security should be moved, you know, to whatever, because it's still like, a, in my mind, a mini justification for the TSA, right? They're like, well, we still yeah. need TSA-like services, and that's not true at all, you know? Well, Airline and security that's the thing maybe, is... Yeah, may, maybe, maybe not. If if it is important, I think it should be the airline should be in, in charge of it. Yeah, I generally agree, but I wouldn't make that argument in the middle of a TSA shutdown because I think it reinforces the necessity of the TSA. I think there's got to be a better argument to be made about airlines taking control of some security, not that airport security is necessary, um, you know, like building wide. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, I remember being able to, you know, either meet my family or my family meet me at the gate, right? Every Everyone oh, yeah. goes through security. Everyone goes to the gate. And when you board the plane, you say your goodbyes, not you get fucking dropped off at the curb, you know, and then off you go because that's as far as everyone can go with TSA. <laughs> and then when you come back, everyone fucking meets you at the gate after going through security to welcome you home, right? Like to, to me, that's more, you know, that's more appropriate. Um, at the airport as far as security like they don't board the plane they don't bypass anything they're not blowing up that aspect of it um but it, it you know it's more that's yeah i'd say more peaceful more community building and more in line with airline security as opposed to you know the, the security theater that you get from the tsa anything else no do you got any uh, headlines that are interesting all right i okay i do but here's the one thing that I wanted to, to get out here that we've discussed with on the show before. And I, I think you've made the case um, against me the last time. But we'll, we'll see where it goes this time. So someone else made a post uh, on Facebook about uh, nuclear weapons and how nuclear weapons is an automatic violation of the non-aggression principle. And I went, well, that's false, you know. And so someone else jumped in and we had a little bit of a discussion about it. And it was bizarre because he initially said that like all bombs are violations of the NAP. And I said, bombs or like the use of bombs? And he said, yes. And I went, that doesn't really answer the question, right? Like, There's two questions. Which one are you saying yes to? And he basically said yes to both. And so I said, how can a bomb be inherently a violation of the nap and he said it's not and i went what are you talking about then dude you know because it was bizarre like i don't know i don't know how he formulated his first argument but but by the time we got to the end he had agreed with me for the most part but yet refused you know but refused to like concede the initial statements like he stood by his initial statements even though he contradicted them in my opinion later on so i'm going to throw out this general question to you mc and we can talk about another uh, brief encounter that I had with uh, some some immigrant bashing people as well. And then we'll get to some headlines, maybe. So is a bomb, nuclear or otherwise, inherently a violation of the non-aggression principle? Are you asking me? Sure, why not? Uh, no. In your, <laughs> in your opinion, can an inanimate object uh, be inherently... Uh, aggressive nope okay good so we're on the same page because that that again that was the crux of it right was you know all bombs and then you know again later in discussion goes well 
you know, even if you use bombs, quote unquote, defensively, right, you're going to take out, um, you know, uh, it's indiscriminate. So you're going to take out, you know, people who, who didn't aggress against you. And I said, well, you're obviously already assuming the purpose of the bomb, right? You could go out into the desert and blow shit up without affecting anybody. So it's not the bomb. You know, that's, uh, you know, that's a, uh, uh, NAP violation. It's like the specific use case. And even the specific use case has to be an aggressive act against somebody. So yeah, again, bizarre that he would, you know, basically agree with me and yet not agree with me at the same time. And then we, you know, I had to come home and get this going. So we never really finished discussion, but I haven't heard back from him since. So I don't know where he stands, but I generally said that we, you know, we, the, the, the universal we NAP proponents, right, need to stop assuming uh, what people are intend to do with their own personal property. Because as long as a nuclear weapon or any other sort of bomb um, can be labeled as property, uh, you don't get to decide what to do with it. Like, how would you, where's the aggressive act? Like, in, at what point in the chain of events does the aggressive act take place? And if the aggressive act doesn't take place, you know, then there's obviously no NAP violation and no reason, you know, to, to harm uh, someone who's just in possession of said device. <laughs> right on. Now, the other one, the other, <laughs> oh man, this one was a b- bizarre discussion um, with some anti-immigration folks. Um, and again, one of them uh, went a little bit far, but it was mostly just uh, scree. Uh, so I couldn't really, I don't know how to even have a, a you know, discussion with that person. Um, and then some of their other proponents, like, didn't answer my questions. So the, I, I think I'm going to get the same answer from UMC. But there it was, um, it's like a James Wood post. And it was basically like, why can't these anti, these immigrants just follow the law? We have the law in place. Why don't they just stop breaking the law when it comes to immigrating? And so I said, you know. Why does it have to be about the law? Where's the morality is, you know, where, where does, you know, where does law intersect morality if, and when it does. And the answer, you know, basically that I got back was they still just repeating what the, the, what the original thought was, which was, um, they, they need to follow the law. Otherwise it's illegal. And I need need to understand that for whatever reason. Uh, and I asked them, <laughs> I asked them flat out, like, are there any, like we're coming off Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Right. And like, not that I care too much. Right. But I said, are there any laws that are immoral? Right. Like just generally, are there any laws that are immoral? And I couldn't get an answer from any of these people. Like, yes, or no. I'm just like, yes or no. Are there any laws that are immoral? And all I got back was more scree. Right. Like you just have to understand the situation at hand, blah, 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 blah. So I'm going to throw it out there. Hopefully we're on the same page, MC, that there are certain laws um, that are immoral and that those laws do not need to deserve to, or should be followed. Uh, and that you need to decide for yourself what's right, uh, as opposed to what's legal. And if you can't figure that out, uh, then you have bigger issues than what the law is. Thoughts? Hmm. Yeah, there's, there's some bad laws and they should be broken. Um, it's, it's weird. Well, it's not weird. It's, I mean, it's, to me, it's obvious that the, the people that say you should uh, uh, you should follow the law, um, well, when it's when it's appropriate for them, they will follow the law, and when it's when it's when it doesn't fit their agenda, then then they won't. So, um, so they're they might be you know pro border and uh, border security and uh, uh, immigration laws, um, but for something else um they might think it's you know inappropriate and they, and they might break it so um so yeah so what they want what they really want is for you to do what they tell you to do and and they don't care if they have to use force to to do it and 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 they don't see uh the possibility of force ever being used against them um you know if 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 they disagree with with a law so one of the sad things that I read um, a lot of times on Reddit, uh, which is one of the sources I use for show prep, is, you know, this is a picture of me and my family. And, you know, we went through like for 15 years and I'm finally a U.S. citizen. And I go, man, like that's a long time to wait. 
that's a long time to wait. And that's probably like the high end of people waiting. You know, like there's people on, on the list who've been waiting for, you know, 15, 20, 25 years for the legal way to immigrate. And I just go like, who's got that kind of time? And why are we wasting it on that nonsense? Right. If you, if you can cross the border and get a job and start being a productive member of society, then who cares? And why is anyone trying to stop you? And if you want to go through that long, elongated process, right, then who are you to come afterwards and say, like, well, you did it the right way and that everyone needs to follow. Like, you, you automatically turn into one of, the, like, you know, the American snobs. Like, I did it the right way. And so we got to stop all these illegals from coming in the wrong way, whatever that means as well. So that's another frustrating aspect of it uh, to me is people get so excited about waiting 15 years to become a United States citizen um, when it should yeah. have taken, you know, one fifteenth of that or better. Yeah. A lot of it is uh, messed up by politics, too. So, for example, um, in, in Hawaii, if, if you want to uh, guarantee that, that people vote for a rail system, uh, you, you cancel some bus routes. Yes. Right? So, it was, so it's the same situation in, with, with the border. Um, if you want to make it seem like immigration is a problem, well, you just restrict the amount of legal immigration and then more of it becomes illegal and, and it makes people angry on both sides and, and, be, and it becomes an issue that should be a non-issue. You know, if, if there was, uh, you know, a hundred times more, at least, uh, legal immigration allowed, um, then more people would do it legally, but it's not. And so the government manufactured this problem and and the hatred uh naturally uh materialized um because there's an obvious problem there you know yeah and if that many people want to come in and you know and they're restricting the supply yeah and and so they've so they've rallied the people that say oh well you have to do it legally but those same people that say you have to do it legally are not fighting for increased legal immigration so uh so yeah it's it's a very uh politically motivated tool and uh it, it had been going on for for a long time uh i guess actually pretty much both parties i mean uh democrats and republicans have been re restricting immigration for for a long time but on on the right the republicans were were more more vocal about it you know, to the point where even, you know, South Park was making fun of it. Yeah. Um, they took our jobs, you know, it's like, <laughs> whatever, dude. But yeah, um, but there are also that... quotes from the left of Hillary Clinton and Barack sure. Obama saying yeah, basically yeah. the sending the same message that Trump is sending. Sure. With a little bit more eloquence and therefore right. sliding it by. Subversively. But it was, but it was always, it was very popular to, uh, to be uh, outspoken about that on, on the right for a very long time and that's and that's why trump took took advantage of that uh that momentum um because that was one of their you know big talking points even though sure you know both parties were, were guilty of it so um yeah anyway moving all on all right <laughs> headlines saskatchewan launches 16 month undercover sting to catch first nations man illegally selling 90 dollars worth of fish Headline, uh, government actually has no business regulating loot boxes. Uh, headline, San Francisco wants to tax vacant shop fronts to attract a new business. Uh, headline, there's no lost growth during government shutdown. Uh, headline, innocent child harassed, threatened by cops for shoveling snow without a permit. Uh, headline, homeschooling produces better educated, more tolerant kids, and politicians hate that. And finally, headline, now forget Bitcoin, why criminals are using Fortnite to launder illicit funds. Uh, any place in particular you want to start this week, MC? Oh, I was thinking the Fortnite one just to be a little bit lighthearted, but uh, whatever you want. No, we can do that. I was, I was, that's kind of where I wanted to go to, just because, again, I'm on such a video game fix right now on so many different levels that it's, oh my God, eating me up inside to just, you know. See, 
you're gonna have to play Red Dead over again with surround no. sound. Oh Jesus! Don't even get me. <laughs> no, because I can just go. I'm just. I got one of my buddies is on the online mode. I think, and I'll just you know join up with his gang. Okay, <laughs> so here's an update. If you care about my Red Dead habits, I'm done. Two hundred and thirty nine hours, a hundred percent complete. I but that's in the box, and I'm moving on to bigger and not as good things. Like you know, um. I, I popped in a Just Cause 4, so I'm starting that one. That's always fun. Overthrowing dictators in small world countries. How about uh, Fallout? Oh, man. Okay. So you you want to know about Fallout? I haven't no. played. I own all the Fallouts. <laughs> and Fallout is to the point where the last I heard, there was rumors of it going free to play. So I don't even want to spend money on that at this point. Like, it's... You know, uh, my coworker dropped a bundle because he was on like the pre-release beta and all that other fun stuff. And then, you know, Black Friday hit and Black Friday, you could get it for like 35 bucks, which was, you know, close to half off. I think some places had it for 30 bucks. I'm like, dude, you overpaid. He's like, yeah, don't fucking tell my fiance because she'll get mad. (laughs) And then now they're talking about free to play. And it's like it's been out for what, three months. It came out right before Christmas, I think is when it, you know because that's when all the Black Friday sales were. So, I don't know. That's That also sounds like an endeavor. Here's the weird thing. Like, I can't imagine how I put 200... Like, well, I, I know how I did it. But whenever they went like, oh my gosh, this game has like 100 hours of gameplay, I was like, that's too much. You know, that's a lot. Um, and then to put 240 hours into it, you know, that's ridiculous. I remember, like, the longest game I thought I played prior to this was like Knights of the Old Republic. Because I played that through, I, I played through that, um, light side, 40 hours, and then dark side, 30 plus hours. And I was like, damn, that's a lot. I have 80 hours. That's, you know, that's pretty much as much as you'd want to play a game. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to move on. And then to see 239 hours of Red Dead. Now, credit where credit is due, right? I got through, I think, like 93 point some odd percent of that game on my own. And then I went, the rest of it's all collective stuff, you know, and there's no way I'm going to find it all on my own. So I then, uh, you know, I pulled out the map, um, the cheat map of where stuff was located. And I just started checking boxes because I didn't, you know, I did, I got a hundred percent on Red Dead one. Um, and I was like, I can't, I can't not get a hundred percent on Red Dead two. So I started checking off boxes, um, to the point where like I missed an entire side mission and I had to go back through that. And again, talking to my coworker, I'm like, I don't even know how I did that. But he's like, well, how much more do you got? I'm like, probably like another 20 hours of gameplay as long as it's taking me to, like, kill all these squirrels. <laughs> so, yeah, not even going to – don't even want to talk about uh, Fallout. Are you playing Fallout by any chance? No, yeah. I'm not playing oh, anything, okay. actually. No, I played this game. It's called Rise and Shine. So Rise is the little kid, and Shine is the is a talking gun. That sounds cute. And – uh dying is part of the game so you you die and you respond or the gun makes makes the kid respond and so uh he's he, you know he's being killed repeatedly and that's you know part of it so um and you just keep going and it's there's there's some challenging uh scenes in which you you know you die like 20 times before you figure it out whatever okay um and some of it is just skill like dodging things and um but yeah, so there's there's like puzzles involved. Anyway, I think right. I should move on. What what, okay. what were we talking about again? Fortnite well, or <laughs> money? One, one more one more sidetrack then before we move on. But criminals using Fortnite to launder illicit funds. If you want a quick pick up and play game that's ridiculously hard and ridiculously addictive at the same time, and the only reason I know about it is because there was an Easter egg um, in Fallout for it. Uh, getting over it with Bennett Faulty. Have you heard of that one? No. Oh my God, look into that. That's good times in front. Forget Bitcoin. Why would you do that? Why criminals are using Fortnite to launder illicit funds. With well over 200 million users across the globe, few video games have a largest following as Fortnite. The freemium game is so popular that its developer, Epic Games, banked $3 billion in 2018. However, according to a report on The Independent, Epic Games isn't the only entity getting rich off Fortnite. 
V-Bucks, the game's official in-game currency, are increasingly being used as a tool for money laundering on the dark web. According to researchers, hackers are using stolen credit cards to purchase V-Bucks. From there, the purchased V-Bucks are resold at a discount rate to players as a means of cleaning up the currency. Cybersecurity firm Sixgill first discovered these activities. The company's agents reportedly uncovered operations by pretending to be potential customers and engaging in transactions with some of the criminals. Uh, Benjamin Preminger, a senior intelligence analyst at Sixgill, said, quote, Criminals are executing carding fraud and getting money in and out of the Fortnite system with relative impunity. It is unclear how much the scammers have been able to make from these operations. However, Sixkill also noted that the amount of money flowing around Fortnite has seen exponential increases as the game continues to grow in popularity. A practical scam for the dark web? The scam operation makes much sense. Ever since its release, the online Battle Royale game has been a massive hit, attracting hundreds of millions of players in the process. The majority of these players are kids and teenagers who are impressionable and can often easily be scammed. The dark web, the secluded part of the internet that can only be accessed via specialized software, is where a lot of online criminal activities are conducted. While the money laundering being conducted with Fortnite's V-Bucks can be found on other aspects of the internet, such as social media platforms, these activities are being are reportedly being carried out on a much larger scale on the dark web. Are V-Bucks the new Bitcoin? While it has found increasing use as a store of value and means of exchange in some quarters, Bitcoin has also drawn ire as an alleged tool for criminal activities. According to crypto research firm CypherTrace, a criminal laundered over $2.5 billion worth of Bitcoin use from January 2009 to September 2018. Epic Games, the developer of Fortnite, intends to stamp out V-Bucks laundering before it grows to that scale. Speaking with The Hollywood Reporter, a spokesperson for the company said, quote, Epic Games takes these issues seriously, as chargebacks and fraud put our players and our business at risk. And always, we encourage players to protect their accounts by turning on two-factor authentication, not reusing passwords, and using strong passwords, and not sharing account information with others. The Millie Rock Lawsuit this new report is only the latest in a growing list of struggles for Fortnite and its producers. In addition to the money laundering claims, Epic Games is also facing a lawsuit from rapper 2Milli over the developer's misappropriation of the Millie Rock dance. The lawsuit was filed last month. The dance, which features back in 2014 in a video for Millie Rock, a song which bears the same name as the dance, was added by Epic Games to Fortnite's fifth season, albeit under the moniker Swipe It. End of the article. Not sure why that last paragraph needed to be in there. Uh, but your thoughts, MC, on number one, using V-Bucks to launder money. And does Epic Games have a responsibility to anyone to stop that? Um, okay. I, I got a little bit distracted by the, what they were saying. Um, using stolen credit cards to purchase V-Bucks. Okay. And then... And then sell them at a discount. Okay, that that's that's uh, wrong. It's not good to use stolen credit cards to uh, to buy stuff, no matter where you are. And so that I mean that happens in a lot of things, not just uh, Fortnite. So um, uh, I I mean I have a solution for that, and I I don't know why credit card companies don't do this since since everybody has cell phones anyway. Um, sure. Why doesn't it like when I use my credit card? Just send a message to my phone saying, you know, did you, do you authorize this or not? And you know, hit yes, okay, and then you're done. Okay, and that um, actually happened to me today, by the way. Right, and so the technology is there. Um, I don't know why you can't do it for any type of uh, web sale. So like, you know, Capital One or whatever it is uh, could say that anytime it's a credit card is used to buy V bucks from this company. Um, to have that authorization uh, process happen. Um, I don't know. It, this, it seems too simple to me. I Sometimes I think uh, banks just don't care, and that's probably the truth. Um, so what was? what's another way to, to launder money using V-Bucks? I, I mean, is there another one? or? 
Well, no, that's not what that's not the question that I posed to you. I, I said, oh. does does Epic Games have a responsibility to anybody um, to to stop this activity? Well, I, I think it's the credit card companies and the banks that has the responsibility, not not Epic Games. Yeah, I would tend to agree. Like when they, you know when they ask Epic Games, like, oh, what are you going to do about this? Like, what are the banks doing about the credit card fraud? Because the credit card fraud, right, is the real crime. And that's, you know, that's a real crime that's being perpetrated on somebody um, and then laundering it. You know, how many number of ways are there to launder money? And then why single out V-Bucks? You know, why single and, out V-Bucks, well, number one, aside from, you know, that they they can because of Fortnite's current popularity. And that's why I think that when they when they say launder money, I, I, I think they're using the wrong term because they're not laundering money. They're, they're doing a credit card scam. It's not laundering money. Well, the, the money laundering comes afterwards because they so, the, the credit okay, card so, scam is to buy the V bucks and then they sell the V bucks for cash. That's how okay, they get so, the cash out of the system. So what's the laundering part? The the selling selling the V bucks for cash. That's still part of the the credit card scam. So well, that's, I mean that's the launder. <laughs> well, I don't I don't I don't know. Let's say you had a whole bunch of drug money. How would you launder it through V bucks? impossible <laughs> it's it's only a credit card scam as far as i'm concerned okay i see your point there but in 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 your case you would you would buy v bucks with the with the with the drug money how do you do that sell the, what how do you do <laughs> you that? have to have a you'd have to have a bank account so you can't you can't do it you well, would no, just be, it wouldn't by, be laundering it would be cards. it would it's no no not good enough for me okay <laughs> fair I think I think that delves into like the terminology, uh, you know, of of what what's considered money laundering. Well, when it's, you have bad money and you need to change it to clean money, so yeah. in the picture in the picture, this guy's got some Bitcoin and some drugs. Um, right. So I can I can see how Bitcoin can be used, maybe, but as far as V bucks, that's already in the banking system. So unless you have a way to rip off the banking system, then you're not really, you know. Not really laundering anything. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Where did I want to go from here then? Okay, let's stick with the video game theme then, because I've got another one on that. Uh, headline, government actually has no business regulating loot boxes. Another video game scandal. Uh, any pushback against loot boxes must come from consumers, not lawmakers. Uh, article. Loot boxes or in-video game purchases that offer randomized features like new outfits, weapons, and other rewards have long been treated as a menace by regulators outside the U.S., but as their concerns prompt investigations by U.S. officials, states begin their own efforts to target them. Are their concerns warranted? Uh, last year, 15 European countries as well as the state of Washington signed a declaration announcing their concerns regarding loot boxes and how they blur the line between gambling and other forms of digital entertainment. Reward boxes weren't listed as their only concerns, as they added that social casino gambling online, skin betting, and the use of gambling-themed content within the video games available to children were all under scrutiny by their regulators. The goal was to openly declare that their regulatory bodies would work together to analyze these apps and games further although no specific actions were outlined. In the U.S., uh, in the United States, states like Minnesota, California, Hawaii, and Washington all tried to take an independent approaches to loot boxes through legislation. Unfortunately for them, they all failed. Indiana is the latest to join the club, with the state Senate pushing a bill that were, would require the Indiana Gaming Commission to study loot boxes and report recommendations to the Legislative Council that could eventually lead to more rules, restrictions, and perhaps even taxes. Of course, lawmakers often justify this potential interference by claiming that these add-ons, apps, and in-game purchases should be seen as gambling. While under federal law, gambling is legal, most states either heavily regulate related practices or make it illegal for individuals to play games of chance for money. Because video games that enable the infamous loot boxes are often played by children, regulators won't miss the opportunity to go down hard on the matter. After all, who will say they are wrong to do all in their power to keep our children safe? 
despite what regulators say, loot boxes aren't in any way a form of gambling. And even if they were, children and consumers in general would be much better protected if governments simply got out of the way. Markets have nothing to gain by hurting children. While there's no evidence that violent video games are linked to aggressiveness in teens, regulators have always used the argument to try to regulate and even ban many games. With officials now targeting loot boxes, it's clear they're not giving up on going after video game makers and distributors that easily. But despite officials' efforts, the reality is that video game makers gain absolutely nothing by producing apps and other forms of entertainment that hurt their consumer in the short or long term. After all, if parents believed their children were being encouraged to gamble, they would be much less likely to let them play these games. To industry leaders, the very idea that offering reward boxes for money equates to gambling is ludicrous. Our industry constantly tests new business models because those innovations can drive creativity and fan engagement. Dan Hewitt, Vice President of Media Relations for the Industry Trade Group Entertainment Software Association, told reporters. To him, legislation targeting these rewards is unnecessary as the industry always responds to consumers' concerns as demonstrated by its voluntary in-game purchases label, which is added to games that offer these options to alert consumers that they have a choice to make. Consumer Power in the Marketplace uh, Recently, Electronic Arts, the publisher behind Star Wars Battlefront 2, removed loot boxes from the game after consumers accused the company of being greedy. Once again, showing that it doesn't take regulators to pressure industry leaders to change their policies. As highlighted in this op-ed, any pushback against loot boxes must come from consumers, not lawmakers. But most importantly, the responsibility should be placed in the hands of individual player who gets to choose how they spend their own money. When governments try to take away responsibility from consumers, they do more harm than good by teaching them that they are vulnerable victims who should rely on regulators to tell them what's safe and what's not. If the goal is to give parents the power to teach their children valuable life lessons, regulating loot boxes to death isn't how you get there. Uh, end of the article. Your thoughts, MC. Why does the government hate video games so damn much? Um, wow. <laughs> it's like these damn teenagers versus we must protect the children all the time. Well, I mean... The a lot of the government existence is just because they have nothing better to do. Um, and then there's, and now all uh, the non-essential workers are back and there's, there's money involved and there's, uh, you know, bureaucrats that, that are busy bodies. They have to do something. So that's, that's what they're doing. Um, uh, it, it's like, okay, maybe they have good intentions. Maybe they think gambling is, is bad. Um, but I don't know, really, it, it reminds me of uh, one of uh, Schoolin's advice in, in, in one of his videos. And he, sa he said, well, what is, what is the solution? And that's for people to, to stop asking the government to do things for them. And um, yeah, if you don't like games with gambling in it, then don't play them or don't let your kids play them. But um, yeah, I, I don't see why everything you know, including video games, uh, needs to go to such extreme to make a law about it. Um, because laws are backed by the ultimate, uh, by violence and the threat thereof. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just really stupid. <laughs> just like most of it, but yeah. And I will say for as much video games as I play and as much as I enjoy it, Right. I don't I don't think I've ever spent money on a loot box. Even even the Facebook games from back in the day, right? Like when I first got on Facebook, that was that was kind of the reason to get on. You know, it was like as as soon as it required like real money, I went, Well, I guess I'm finished with this game. Time to play something else. Hmm. You know, yeah. I, and there and there's some games that I played even on my phone that required money and I, I did donate some money just because I enjoyed the game and I wanted to, to speed it up. Well that's different. But but that's how those those games are designed, and um, so yeah, I, I I was never a fan of the loot boxes, so you know I hope they go away, um, because they didn't make sense to me. You know, the games have developed much better ways to 
to hand out things besides weird games of chance. <laughs> yeah. Well, and again, if we want to go back to Red Dead, a lot of there was uh, there wasn't a single loot box uh, in the 239 hours of that game that I played. Uh, there was a lot of I'm going to say grinding aspects to the game that was just a pain in the ass, but necessary. Um, but the you know the, the the skin rewards, the clothing, or whatever that was all like earned. Like you went out. I'm trying to in game stuff of- to do. I'm trying to think of the first time that I, I, I've, I saw something like that in like a Nintendo game. And I'm thinking maybe like a loot box, Su- Super Mario 2. Like there uh, was a, you know, you get to the end of the level and then you get, you know, a ran- there's like a, a random thing and you could oh get an upgrade. Or maybe, you... it was, or maybe it was Super Mario 3. Super Mario 3, where you have to like Definitely. get three in a row, like the stars, yeah. the, the, yeah, the rotating. Yeah. Um, it's like, like a. Slot machine. Yeah, slot machine, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, I don't know, similar, but not not quite. But Man, if I would like to hear that, like maybe not right now, but I would like to hear that flushed out because I wouldn't have even gone back that far to, <laughs> to think about, like, gambling in video games. Right. <laughs> like the but slot, those, the slot but, machine at, at the end of Super Mario Brothers 3 is where this all started. But you get the you know the squirrel tail or whatever it was or the raccoon tail and it really helps you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you know it was like the mushroom, the fire stick, or or the star. And if you got the star, you know, yeah, man, that's interesting. That is very that is a very interesting take on on the origin of loot boxes. <laughs> I I you know to me I will say this as a gamer. Um, again, I think I think the last generation. Uh, will be heralded as the greatest generation because <laughs> okay no hear me out because for as good as the the graphics and the gameplay are now right the fact that i have to log in to an internet connection sure to activate the game on some server somewhere and then to download the full game because they only put like a third of it on the disc um <laughs> I think kills the longevity of the games and like, you know, yeah. And they're not necessarily trying for long longevity. A lot of it is they're trying to, it's kind of like a movie. It's like a story and it's an experience. It's not so much, um, uh, not even so much skill, you know, cause you're just going through it. And if you just keep going, you'll eventually get through it. Um, where, where previous games, like if you just sucked, then, you you would be struggling, you know, forever. Potentially, Play the same but, level over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I think the the focus is definitely different. The audience is different. Um, well, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like it does it it has no standing longevity. Like when you look back on gaming history, that came to an end at the PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Sixty era. Like, yeah, so, and so like that was a transitional phase. So what what I want to do is separate the idea of uh, I guess the previous generations of video games and and it's it's a new type of entertainment, you know. Sure. So so you know, is it is a you know, interactive a lin- storytelling? Yeah, that's that's kind of what I equivalent, equivalent to. Sure, it went from you know game some skill and a little bit of chance and yeah. practice to to interactive so, storytelling. So like a a good a good example of a game that is still relevant now is uh. Was it the Rocket Car thing? Rocket League. Rocket League, yeah. That's fun. So, and but that's that's a, a pure game. It's like it's not a story. It's not. It's just you know, yeah. you're, it's competition. It's learning the the physics and uh, the tricks and and all Getting that stuff. Getting ass so. kicked by the guy who never landed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't even make sense to me. <laughs> it was it was impressive. I'll give them that. Okay, fair enough. So yeah, I've I'm you know I've never been a big fan. Just to kind of wrap this up, I've never been a big fan of the loot boxes, but they don't really affect me because, like I said, I you know I don't I don't spend money on them. If they if they're earned in game, I'll take them. If I have to spend money on it, I'll do without it. And if it gets to the point where like the only way to progress further is to use it, I go. Well, I don't. I'll just play something else. Like my I, library I think some is of extensive. It, I think some of it to me is valuable because 
um, let's say the issue is is uh, you know training kids to gamble, right? Um, maybe they should learn at a young age to get over it, and that it's stupid. Um, well, the you know the the whole loot box thing had people pitted against each other. Because I forget what company it was, but I did read an article where for like a brief five minutes, um, there was a glitch in the purchasing system, and you could get everything for free. Like you just, or it took, um, instead of real money, it took in-game currency that you didn't have, that you earned in-game that you didn't have to spend money on. Mm -hmm. And so people were like, oh yeah, for that, I'll just, you know, I'll spend this kind of money. And then there was the backlash by the people who had spent real money on these cosmetic aspects of the game going like, well, I've spent like a hundred bucks on this game and like that dude just gets it all for free. That's not fair. They should take it all back from that guy. And I'm like, goddamn status mentality, right? Goddamn status mentality going like well, that dude needs to be like stolen back from just because, you know, because you paid more. Like you chose to pay more. He got it for free. He's, you know, why Why are you mad at him? You know, why are you trying to, you know, take stuff away from him? Taking stuff away from him isn't going to get you any more stuff or more free stuff, right? It, it's it just depends. Like, it's it's like if if there was a, a a rare Pokemon card and you pay a hundred thousand dollars for it, and all of a sudden they're like, oh no, we're just going to make fifty million of them and and uh, dilute the value of it. And so I mean, well, yeah, but know, that's a physical thing. This is in-game skins. Yeah, but it's it's still a rare thing, even though it's all digital, right? So okay. I can I can see. No, I mean I'm not saying like the government should get involved at all, or even the company should like take away shit that they gave away. Um, I can see how somebody will get upset about it, right? But sure. being upset doesn't mean that you should get your way. <laughs> you know? Well, and but I, I'm saying the mentality shouldn't be to call. You know, it should be like, well, good on you, man. Sucks for me, but it shouldn't be like you need to be you need to be taken from. Like you need to have all of the stuff you got taken back from you just because you know there was a glitch. It's like, no, man, you take advantage of that glitch, and like, good on you. I I wish I was there uh, to do that too. Right, but but would it be okay if if the company, you know, it's their game? They said, "Oh, it was a glitch. We're gonna undo it." Uh, you know, who cares? To me, I I don't care. It's just a game. Yeah. Um, somebody might feel like they were they were ripped off, but um, don't play the game <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it get it does get a little tricky because like, what if there is a glitch and you get the thing and then and then you sell that digital asset, you know, for for oh, real money. Third. Well, yeah, but now you're talking about like scalping on the on the aftermarket. Sure, people yeah. do it though. Yeah, there's, it's a it's a you know video games are are a whole new world, and eventually it's going to be like that that movie um, where people are going to have all their shit <laughs> tied in into it, and when they lose their shit, they really lose it. <laughs> Jump out a window. <laughs> uh, Ready Player One. Oh yeah, I, was, I love that movie. I'd watch that again. I may watch that again. That that I think that uh, not that it matters, but it's quickly creeping into my like top five movies of all time. I might have to bump something out to make room for that. Yeah, that was a fun experience. I, I would say it would be top five for me, except for the part where uh, the the guy is in the virtual reality and they and they trick him into thinking he's really outside of it when he's not. I'm like, nah, nah, I don't buy it. Okay, but That's fair. I, I mean that that was the only plot part that i i didn't enjoy <laughs> but other than that it was a great movie what what was it about that that bothered you then like you don't think that was possible the way they executed it yeah it it was it was too uh like a MacGuffin. um i i can't imagine that his little reality virtual reality chair would would be able to trick him into thinking he's still inside the game when he's not okay that's fair. It's, that's that's all. It's just it's a little bit too far stretched for me, especially because of how the graphics in in the the video game world were portrayed. It it looked like everything looked like a video game. Um, so yeah, he would. I mean, maybe his virtual reality unit could make it look like reality, but even if it looked like it, you'd, I think you'd still know that you had your headset on or something. Um, okay. You know, once we get to the point where it's like, you know, plugged into your brain or something like that, where you're or you're completely incapacitated, um, so you don't know the difference, um, 
then then I'll say yeah. Okay. I don't but, remember exactly because it's been a while, but I don't think that part was in the book. Like that that whole yeah. sequence was completely different in the book, and I don't remember right. that actually happened. And so and so the book might actually be done a lot better. And it did seem like that scene was kind of forced, in my okay. opinion. So sure. it, if I'm, I don't even know, maybe it was in the book, maybe not. But it 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 did it did seem out of place and a little bit like uh, silly. So okay, yeah. and that Fair happens enough. in movies, you know, pe- people make changes because of you know whatever reasons. But you know, yeah, and there's like whole websites dedicated to like movie mistakes. That oh, did you catch this one? Yeah, and it wasn't a mistake. I just didn't yeah. buy it. You know? No, I got you. I understand. That's fair. I like you know. I don't even. I, I don't have, even. I have to suspend my belief even further <laughs> than <yeah>. normal. <laughs> yeah, go, go watch Ant Man. Have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. Uh, f- final thoughts because we're we're a little bit over time. No, no, I'm good. All right. Uh, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Uh, you know where to find us: anarchistexperience.com. Uh, minds.com slash the anarchist experience and uh ah, fuck, twitter twitter.com slash the anarchist exp and patreon.com slash the anarchist experience thank you very much for listening and we'll talk to y'all next week peace <laughs>